Welcome to the podcast arm of the redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing his purpose, pronouncing his power, and proclaiming his praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. There are situations recorded in the Bible where God decided to, to solve a national problems by the use, I mean, by the activity or actions of children. There are situations recorded in the scripture where a nation would have been plunged into, the, into a national crisis if not for the timely intervention of a, of a young one. And in the first service, we share uh, that same word, you know, as a little boy stepped into a situation that brought about victory for the people of God. Before I forget, for one of us here that is asking the Lord that question, when is my home joining them? Yours is coming by this time next year. Your amen doesn't sound like you believe it. The only reason why he or she will not be taking memory verses is because he's still a baby. But receive that baby in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to somebody who is trusting the Lord. A marriage that has been void of these children. The Lord said your womb is opened. And in the name of Jesus Christ you will celebrate we have seen situations where a country will have been plunged into a national disaster, a terrible situation, but for the intervention of a young lad called David. And there was victory at last for a nation called Israel. And this is why today we, you know, we read about it, we talked about it, because somebody acted Someone once says that the apostles are taken. That's why we have act of apostles. Many believers today are carrying in their hand dead faith. And they call it faith. The scripture says in James chapter 2 verse 17, when your faith is, with, is void of action, it's a faith that is dead. I share with our brethren in the first service that faith is like a living organism. It has the capability to die. It also has capability to live. There is an ability in it to grow, and there's an ability to shrink. It can be fed, and it can starve. Now, the other truth to it is faith is also like currency. It's like a currency. The much of it you have determines how much you go back home in the market of the spirit. It depends on what you have. That's why Jesus will look at some people will say, be it unto you according to your, to your faith. That is, the magnitude, the, the magnitude of the faith you carry, the value of the faith you carry, is what delivers to you the merchandise of the spirit that you are trusting God for. So faith can be, can be a subject, you know, that if we have an understanding of it, it brings a lot of blessings into the life of believers because nothing is impossible without faith. There's no way we can exercise God's grace on our life. We are made for wonders. 
That's, what, that's the theme of our children weekend. There's no way we can become wonders in our world without faith. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible tells us about men and women that you know, change kingdom. They, they depose kings. They stopped the mouth of lions by faith. They, they brought giants down by faith. They caused commotion in their own time and turned the damn world upside down by faith. So, there's no wonder this scripture is telling us this month that he that overcomes, I mean, whatsoever is born of the Lord overcomes the world. And the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Our faith, it's very important as believers. But what we are talking about today is not just having faith, but it's having the living faith, faith that is Three, the Bible says, Jesus went up to the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, seeing a great multitude coming towards him in verse 5. He said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that they may eat? Where shall we buy bread that they may eat? The people were in crisis. They, 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 were, they mean, they, they, they've been following Christ for about three days.
ministry of Jesus Christ that he would do something. But the act, what he wanted to carry out, the, the, the basis for it depends on a young lad in the congregation. He himself knew what he was going to do. And at that time, Jesus Christ was asking Philip, where can we get bread for these ones? You know, children, how you can be without food for, for, for the whole morning, afternoon. And when it's getting to evening, there's no food. You've not taken your breakfast. How do you feel? Strong? Happy? You want to eat, right? So these people were following Jesus Christ that same way. And they want to eat. But there was no food. And so the disciples were now saying, let's send them away so that they can go buy food. But Jesus Christ said no. In verse 8, one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon's brother, or before I get into that, Philip answered. He said 200 denarial worth of bread is not sufficient to, to help them. That every one of them may have a little to eat. If we buy bread of 200 denarii, it will not be enough. So one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's, Peter, uh, Simon's Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fishes. And that's where we are going this morning. There is a boy in this congregation that has five loaves of bread and two fishes. I was wondering how the apostle of Jesus Christ knew that that boy had some food. Maybe he too has been hungry. <laughs> because you've said great multitude. Jesus Christ fed 5,000 here. So just imagine, we are not even up to 1,000 right now. And just imagine, uh, Pastor White just say, Oh, uh, Pastor, I know one boy, he came with, uh, uh, with cookies. And he has, uh, <laughs> I'll be asking, how did you know? <laughs> Were you taking people's food or flax? So the disciple came to Jesus and said, there is a young boy here that has a little bit of lunch that he came with. And Jesus said in verse 10, make the people sit down. Based on what? On the food that the boy has. The question I asked myself when I was studying this is, what if the boy refuses? What if the boy says, no. And here God wants to bring, wants to multiply. It's a, it's a miracle of multiplication. Multiplication is rested on something. So Jesus Christ will need something at that moment to multiply from. Because when we have 5,000 food that we feed those people, it tastes like the bread, like the original bread they brought, the boy brought. Do you understand? It's not going to taste different. It, it was the same thing. It multiplied the bread and it multiplied the, the fish, just as the scripture says. Now, what if this boy refused to release his food? And that is one lesson for us today as children. That God can use you. God can use you to change the situation of things that is hopeless. God can use you, use you and I to multiply in a place where there is scarcity. God can use what is in your hand to satisfy the need of thousands. So what is it that is in your hand that you have not released to him? By faith, the small boy releases lunch of five loaves of bread and two fishes. And the Bible tells us that 5,000 men were fed from this story. By faith, 
David went onto the battlefield and stood the ground for his God. And the scripture told us, I mean, tells us that the crisis of a whole nation was brought to an halt. If you can also depend on God's faith today and say the little in my hand, I'm releasing it by faith. God is able to make use of it to turn things around. So the Bible tells us in verse 10, then Jesus said, make the people to sit down. Now there was so much grasses in the place so that men sat down in numbers, about 5,000 people. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise he did to the fish as much as they wanted. And everybody was fed. Now, how many baskets full of fragments? I mean, fragments did they? I mean, were they able to take back? How many? Twelve. Twelve. Somebody says in his preaching that who do you think we have those twelve? Of course, it goes back to that little boy. <laughs> when you give God the little in your hand, God multiplies it and makes your life a blessing. No wonder Jesus says, "Follow me. I will make you fishers of men." God is able to make you and I, make you fishers of men. God is able to increase and expand you. So, Jesus Christ used a life, the life of a little boy to solve a big problem in the congregation. And so, I believe that God can use the life of any one of these kids to do whatever he wants to do. And that is what faith is. Now, faith, I'm talking on, on the word faith, living faith this morning. When you look at the word faith, faith, Hebrew described, Hebrew chapter 11 verse 1 defines faith as the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things that are not seen. So we look at characteristics of faith, but I, I want to explain that faith is also absolute confidence. Absolute confidence in God and in his words. Absolute trust in God and in his word. Faith is the action that we take by the reason of our conviction based on the word of God. Faith is action. Faith is not talking. Sometimes we don't need to keep saying it that I believe, I believe. No. What matters most is to take an action in the presence of a dicey situation. That's what shows that you have faith. That was exactly what David did. That was exactly what this little boy did. He must, he must have been part of those who listened to God's word for almost three days. Maybe he came with his parents or the scripture didn't tell us details. But the Bible says by faith, he, 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 David stepped into that situation. And I believe by faith, this boy also released his lunch and watched Christ multiply it. There is nothing in our hand that Jesus cannot multiply if we release unto him. So faith is the action that we take any, any confession or profession that just stops there without an action is no faith. It's no faith. And in fact, the best we can describe of it is a dead faith. How many believers today are going around with dead faith in their hands? And it's just, I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe it's not enough. The scripture tells us in James chapter 2, I think verse 19 or so, that even the demons believe. That there's one God and they tremble. So belief is not enough, but action is what the Lord expects from us. That we take a step of faith. This faith that we talk about, I already explained that it is like a living organism and it has ability to die and also ability to, to live. Now, faith is progressive. Faith is progressive. God can try us in a little 
And if we, if we exercise our faith in a little, God multiplies it to a bigger one. But this morning, I really want to stay, you know, at the context of the level of the kids so that they can understand what we are talking about. So, permit me, if, if you are not getting the context that you need to understand here, I, I just want to mention that if you, if you call a child and you say to a child that, uh, and you say, I will buy you um, so, so, and so, if you do so, so, and so for me, and the child believes you, and, we, and the child does that assignment or that task, and the parent buys the child what he or she has promised. Tomorrow, if you call that same child and you say, I'm going to do this for you if you do this, do you, do you think that child will doubt your ability? No. The child is going to yield himself or yield herself to what the parents have said because of what? Because of track records of what you have done in the past. Now, if God has done some things in the past for us, how come today without that, that same God? Faith is something that brings about the track record of what this same God has done in the past. David faced Saul and he said to King Saul, I have fought lion, I have fought bear in the wilderness. It was God that helped me to devour them. This Philistine will be like one of them today. Why? Because he had a track record. I pray for someone here that the Lord will give you a testimony that will speak for you in the days of trouble. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Testimony that is big enough to bring to, to presence the past deed of God even in the present. Many a times, many of us lose our faith just because we forget what God has done. Just because we don't have the record of what God has done in the past. But as long as we have records and we keep that testimony alive, our faith comes alive too. So we're talking about living faith today, faith with action. Faith that brings about action. Now, characteristics of faith, I talked about faith being spiritual, faith being progressive. If God has answered you at a particular time, that same God can do it much more. And so God is able to solve national crisis with the life of the little ones. God is able to do much more by the life of young ones only if they exercise faith. And one more thing I wanted to say here today is that faith had no re- it's not a respecter of anyone. Faith does not discriminate. A young person can have faith and an old person can have faith. As much as it looks like it's only for the bigger you know, men and women. I tell you, children also can have faith. Children can, through faith, do mighty things for the Lord. Children can, through faith, pull down walls and you know, break through barriers by faith. And this faith is what we are talking about today, encouraging us to always keep our faith alive because God is the source of faith. It says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So therefore, children, we want to encourage you today as you have read or memorized and recited uh, uh, your memory verses today, let these words find place in you. That is where it grows. Let this word find place in your heart. That is where it, it multiplies. Let this word find place in your, in your being. Let the word grow in you. Let it grow in you so richly. Like the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says. Let the word grow in you. Multiplies in you. So that the word can become powerful in you. And through it, you will be able to subdue kingdom. Amen. Faith can be alive. And faith can die. 
And so the life of this little boy we are looking at today as our case study is a challenge to the current, you know, to us in this current season. Number one, that we should have faith in God, that God is able to multiply that which is in our hand. Number two, that we should release what God has given unto us into our world so that that which God has given unto us can be used by the Lord himself to solve problems. And number three, that if you give to the Lord, the Lord knows how to bless that which you have given and then returns it back to you. I, I, I want us to take this message home today in our spirit as young ones, as children, to understand that God can use you as much as God uses the elderly ones. God can use you as the Lord used daddy and mommy. God can use you as the Lord uses our teachers. That one day we will be the one to carry the word of the Lord to the gate of our enemies. And we will be victorious in, in doing so. So let us encourage ourselves this morning. And that is action that we put into it. Is what they call the living faith. And I will wrap up by reading the book of J James chapter 2 verse 17. James chapter 2 verse 17. As we wrap up this morning. I uh, mean this section. James chapter 2. Hallelujah someone. Okay, so uh, the scripture says for does also faith by itself, it does not have work, is dead. Verse 18. But someone will say you have faith. And another one will say I have work. Show me your faith with works and I will show you my faith by my works. Show me your faith, sorry, without your works, and I will show you my faith by my work. In verse 19, you believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and they tremble. And even the demons, they believe and they tremble. And in verse 20, but do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without work is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Faith that does not have work in it is dead. David faced Goliath. Paul, I mean, Saul said to him, put on this garment. And David said, no, I have not tested it. I have not tried it. And uh, David went just with five stones and with a sling. He had faith in the Lord of his God. And when he faced Goliath, the giant that was standing before him, the Bible tells us that David looked at the man and said, I have come to you in the name of the, of the Lord God of Israel, whom thou hast defied. How did David know all of this, if not that he was taught? I pray again that our children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace. I say our children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace. If David had not been taught, how, how did he know that somebody was defiling God's name? How did he know that Goliath was stepping out of his boundary and he went in the, as a representative of the Lord and this grace of God upon him brought the giant down? I pray that the grace upon this one will bring every giant down, even in their generations in Jesus' name. Shall we please rise to our feet as we continue to thank God this morning and give him praise and exalt him. Let's just pray thank God for all these young ones that God has given us because they are for signs and for wonders. They are for signs and for wonders. They are for signs and for wonders. Let's begin to thank God for their lives. Thank God for your own child. If your child is here, just thank God. And if your child is coming as the word of the Lord has decreed this morning, just
just thank God for it already and pray that in the name of Jesus, these ones will be for signs and wonders. In the mighty name of Jesus, they will take the word of the Lord to the gates of their enemies. They will be victorious in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that he, whatsoever that is born of God, overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Let's pray this morning and ask uh, that these ones will be victorious in all their ways. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let's open our mouth and ask, oh God, Father, we pray that this one, so God, you will grant your grace upon them, that they will continue to be victorious in all that they do, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And Lord, we pray this morning that any family that is already thinking that there's a crisis or situation with their children that needs your attention, at this moment, could it be health issue or developmental issue? Or could it even be moral issue how to guide these young ones? And they are becoming, you know, becoming some sense of concern. I pray for such families today that the Lord will step into your matter. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray that your child, that your child shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you as a church on behalf of these young ones for the ones and these treasures you have given unto us. I pray that the grace of the Lord multiplies upon their lives. Thank you, precious Father. I pray your eyes will watch over them as they go out and come in in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that their spirit, their soul, and body is preserved by the power of the Holy One. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.